double tricked you. You guys thought the show was canceled. Guess what? It's not canceled. There's four more episodes well, coming. It's Rocktober in September. Rocktember. Guess what? Double, triple tricked you. Show's still over, but... <laughs> it's, uh, on, hey, hey, it's, on. it's on hiatus. Show's That's still going on hiatus, but... <laughs> Really screaming in here and recording some additional episodes because this is the week in between my two jobs, and we never, ever, ever got around to doing Street Fighter, and before I go on hiatus, we just did Chrono Trigger episode, episode 150, which was the near, near to my heart, super close, yeah. all that all that good heart-wrenching stuff that we talked about in that episode. Oh, boy, yeah. But got heavy. Uh, been meaning to do a Street Fighter Rocktober for almost all of the eight, nine years I've been doing this, and yeah. I always try to keep... You know, obviously worked at Capcom most of the time that VG Empire was alive <laughs> from 2011 till present day. Tried to just keep Capcom stuff separate. No specific reason that I needed to do that. I was not instructed to do that. Uh, it was just something I did. But even all the listeners, you would you would chime in, in the comments like, we don't care. Yeah. Like, it's no one no one thinks I'm going to just come on here and be like, all the Capcom music is great and everything is perfect and yeah. that's the company I work for. Therefore, all this music is flawless. But turns out Capcom music kind of uh, imp. Like bulletproof, yeah. uh, the insane soundtracks from Capcom across the board are nuts. We yeah. did do Rockman Tober back in uh, 2015. Um, as you know, then we went and did Laser Time stuff full time for like a year and a half, and did a Monster Hunter episode and a few other. Ca- I forced you to do a Breath of Fire. We did. Episode, we did. But do, that was before my time. At we did do Breath of Fire episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we did do that. Um, yeah. And so it's not like we never did these, but yeah. October was when we would try to do a Rocktober of. Uh, that's where we would try to do four episodes in a row of like we did Final Fantasy, Castlevania, Pokemon. Um, last year it was all about the Mega Drive, Genesis, and finding obscure games that used FM synthesis extremely well and and man some of the stuff from that thing I'm that still fun. I'm still floored by Elemental Master <laughs> to this day and Glay Lancer uh so good but big blemish missing thing right now is like we've never done Street Fighter we've also never done Mega Man X but uh, uh I was going to say with Street Fighter we were planning to do I think 2017 2017 October was we, to be you had a like uh, Street Fighter. I had the whole outline. Well, yeah, we had an outline and the guts of some of the. And frankly, we're still using the same Google Doc uh, yeah. for that. But um, we, sh- I just want to like get these done. And uh, so get ready; these episodes are going to release extremely rapidly. It is Rocktober in September. Rock Rocktember. Timber. And I'm just calling it now. The gimmick with Rocktember is that it's uh, episodes every day oh, instead snap. of every week. What so, are you doing? Uh, you're telling me as the one who's got to edit them. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. But um, before I start my next gig, uh, I just wanted to get these out because these soundtracks are also just yep. too good to, to ignore. And it seemed like a great time. I'm in between jobs right now. so and I have uh, to say I'm not going anywhere. But Yeah, you you're know, still there. I'm no, I'm known as the other resident game music guy here at Capcom. So. Yeah, and uh, yeah, uh, just a lot of nothing but love on the show, and yeah. the show will still be going on a hiatus. But um, we're surprised you're going to get uh, a handful more episodes yeah. about Street Fighter, a Rocktober that would have been. Um, but we're going to do that right now. We're going to get into it though, and try to make it a little, little quicker than that Chrono Trigger episode, which was uh, a double album. Wow! Um, uh, we came in with no. the title theme to Street Fighter Two, CPS One Classic. Uh, which quick, dirty version? CPS One is like the arcade guts mm-hmm. board uh, that many, many Capcom arcade games are made with. Uh, CPS One, and that has a 
musical library that it would pull from, and you can kind of tell a CPS one game. Yep. Uh, other CPS one games are like Ghouls and Ghosts, Forgotten World, Strider, Final uh, Fight, of course, Final yep. Fight, King of Dragons, all kinds of stuff. Uh, Hyper Fighting was the last of them, yep. and then uh, there's a CP System Dash that includes some of the beat 'em ups like the Punisher, uh, Cadillacs and Dinosaurs, yep. Slam Masters, and you get into CPS two, which we'll get into a little bit sooner with um, some of the Street Fighter. Two stuff iterations, yeah. But before the era of CPS one, yeah. Oh god, so <laughs> sorry. Uh, yeah, we're starting with Street Fighter one, 1987. Um, Takes me back. I wasn't born yet. Just stop <laughs> it. Uh, composed by old Yuki Chan's papa, Yo- Yoshihiro Sakaguchi, who uh, was also a sound programmer and SFX guy for Street Fighter two. Produced, directed by Takashi Nishiyama, and planned by Hiroshi Matsumoto, and both left after Street Fighter one to join SNK, and then went on to create Fatal Fury, Art of Fighting, and then later worked on Street Fighter four hundred Dimps. That's correct. And Dimps is like you know a secret sauce for a lot of great fighting games. Absolutely. And then yeah, it was later re released on PC Engine Turbo Graphics as Fighting Street. <laughs> I don't know the reason why that had to change its name. Yeah, I'm not, not sure. really sure I'm on that. I'm not sure either. Yeah. Um, the original arcade release had these big buttons that you had to literally punch yep. to uh, affect the strength of the attack in That's the game. Right. And you had to actually strike them, and there's one for punch, one for kick, and the harder you hit them, the harder the light, medium, fierce attack came out in the game. And I would like to think, for obvious reasons, that was later replaced with buttons. <laughs> yes, uh, they were like, actually, <laughs> this <buttons>. sucks, and <laughs> uh, it's not fun to play. So they replaced with this six-button layout. So even right away with Street Fighter, this thing that is still present to this day, this six-button layout, three mm. punches and three kicks, uh, starts with Street Fighter 1, back in 87. Yep. Um, we introduce players to Ryu, who is always player one. You do not have a selectable character. Mm-hmm. And if someone else put a quarter in to face you, it, they were always Ken. That's right. You could not play any of the other characters in this game, many of which who would return, including Sagat as the final boss, yep. pre-Scar, because chrono- chronologically he gets the Scar from Ryu's from Shoryuken. Ryu Shoryuken in the end of Street yep. Fighter 1. Gen, Birdie, Adon. Eagle. Eagle does come back. <laughs> and then yeah. the fuzziness of Mike, the not M. Bison Mike, uh, and then the costume in Street Fighter V, the Mike-like costume for Balrog, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. which we'll get yeah. into uh, a couple episodes from now. But not a game known necessarily for its music, if if only because it's pretty early days. Not early days for Capcom arcade games. Those go back a few years even. But... Just not an era that I feel like you pull a lot of game music from to right. hold up that has stood the test of time. Um, that and because it's even amongst games of this era, super overshadowed by two in every in every way. Yeah. Um, but you did pick out a couple of tracks. Yeah, just two here: uh, uh, Birdie, uh, the England stage, and uh, the one of the bonus stages where you're breaking boards. Let's check them out. Down. Let's check them out. <laughs> Thank you. 
Ah, yes. Uh, it's It was simpler times, but I have to say um, it, it is pretty incredible that the melody of Birdie's stage yeah. like made it back in Street Fighter Alpha yeah, later yeah. on, which was really cool I to think see Street, that preservation. Yeah, I think Street Fighter has, does an amazing job of... Like letting no music go to waste. Like yeah. everything recurs and comes back and gets built upon. And yeah, you hear these, st- but it's like Castlevania does that. We're like, oh yeah. no, we these original compositions and melodies are so good. We're not getting rid of Wicked Child mm. or Vampire Killer for anybody. Same with you know even something like Birdie's theme, which I actually think that song was good. It's just that instrument choice is like the classic FM synthesis like grating noise that mm. I'm not a fan of, mm. but. Everything else in there I actually like. And as arcade music for like 87, 88, and I did play this in the arcade at a pizza place, and it took me years to realize that that's what I had played because in the haze of being like eight years old, I'm just like, yeah, you play whatever arcade game is at the pizza place. It doesn't, right. it doesn't even matter. Uh, it's a game, so I want to play it. Um, but I think back and I'm like, yes, that was Street Fighter because I remember playing as Ryu this guy with red hair because he had red hair at the That's time. That's right, he did. And I remember and he wore shoes. And, he, and I remember like <laughs> running around this back. When I see background, I'm like, oh, that's what I was playing. So I do remember <laughs> playing this off and on. I will say uh, the f- Fighting Street, the PC Engine CD or Turbo Turbo Graphics CD version mm-hmm. of the soundtrack is is greatly improved. Highly recommend mm. that one uh, uh, for people to check out. And uh, it is cool to see this. SF1 music live on in Street Fighter V Arcade Edition as well in the arcade mode. Uh, yeah. There are several like remixes of SF1 music oh, yeah. in there, which is really There's cool. There's a lot of good yeah. stuff in there, yeah. yeah. And uh, just a real quick, here's a birdie turbo graphics. Uh, already, like, listen to that. Pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Already, uh-huh. already I'm into this. The fanfare. It's so good. That's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. This is this is for real. Like the era of game music, I really like is the like we still have 16-bit style visuals, but the music is outrageously high production value <laughs> CD music. Uh, I love that TurboGrafx Sega CD era so much. Yeah, I'm bummed I missed out on that era. Oh, but oh, wait, did you hear that Orchid? That was a crazy. Oh man. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> Street Fighter One came out. Uh, 1987, ported to TG16, 88, 89. But then you get to 1991, and Street Fighter 2 hits in arcades. And explodes. <laughs> and absolutely explodes, and happens very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, even in my middle-of-nowhere town, and this is something that's very, very hard to get across uh, nowadays when arcades are all but gone in America. Japan's still going fairly strong with arcades, but still probably not like it was even in the 90s heyday for them even, um, even though it's still not hard to find a solid arcade in Japan. Uh, U.S., much more difficult. But just every pizza place, laundromat, grocery store, vo- like uh, lobby, theater, not to mention full-on arcades with just like, no, you come here to play games in the arcade, and that's what that's what the business is, is a gigantic thing in a mall or a standalone thing like you see even in the modern equivalent of seeing in Stranger Things when the kids go hang out at the arcade. It's like, yes, that was absolutely a thing. Um, And you would go spend hours there just roaming, watching attract modes, like trying to find quarters underneath things or checking every single thing for an extra quarter to play something and just being like a mall rat, like running around trying to find any money you could to play these games. And just getting that sensation of 
everyone is playing Street Fighter. You go anywhere, and there is never a Street Fighter machine that's empty. It's somebody's playing it. Somebody might even be watching them or playing against them. And everyone is trying to figure out how do you throw these fireballs that the computer's throwing? <laughs> how does this guile, guile, how does this character guile or gully, as we were calling because we were 10, uh, <laughs> how is he doing this weird f- kick, the somersault kick? We would call it a sonic kick because he says sonic boom, right. so this must be the sonic kick. <laughs> no, it's flash kick or somersault, as would be later. Yeah. But uh, just an absolute phenomenon, not just U.S., but like a global thing. This was a, and it, don't barely even need to belabor the point here, everybody knows, but yeah. uh, a true, like this has gripped the country and no matter where you go, and, and even the game magazines, like there were only so many games coming out and still, even with every game you could put a new, every month you could put something new on the cover. Like EGM, Electronic like Gaming Monthly, because you might need to, in case you don't know, there was a point where like it was on the cover three months in a row. Yeah. Just like Street Fighter, Street Fighter, Street Fighter. What's on the cover of Game Pro? Street Fighter. What's on the cover of Nintendo Power? Street Fighter. When it came yeah. out on consoles. It was And when it came out on consoles, who boy. Oh yeah, and it, was, it started all over again. It's <laughs> yeah. one of the best selling street, uh, Super NES games of all time, one of yeah. the best selling Capcom titles of all time, uh like top ten or something. Landmark groundbreaking game that, you know, defined a genre and that phrase gets used a lot, but like absolutely did. Mm. And a big part of that too is these iconic theme songs that stuck with everyone and are still used to this day across the board. Um, Hardly been obsessed with a game quite in the same way that I was with Street Fighter 2, where you're just playing it over and over and over. Like, the freaking Monster Hunter is probably the closest equivalent where I'm like, all I do is think about Monster Hunter now. So Street Fighter was like, I'm reading the strategy guides and I'm talking with my friends. We're playing each other forever. And never getting any better. But the the weird thing, the the first time I ever played a Street Fighter Two arcade cabinet, I'm pretty sure was in a Burger King of all places <laughs> with my brother. It was like Ryu versus Ken. Yeah. Um, and we were just floored by it. Yeah. I was trying. I was like trying to do a my live impression of a roundhouse kick. Of course. Um, yep. It was pretty great. Ripped from the uh, headlines. And then uh, the way I truly got into Street Fighter Two was uh, with Street Fighter. To Turbo on the Super NES, yeah, and I got that as a birthday gift as a wee little child. And my, I, I distinctly remember my parents and my brother surprising me, waking me up on my birthday, singing "Happy Birthday" to me, <laughs> and my my dad just kneeling over like the bed with Street Fighter Two Turbo in hand, E Honda and yeah, Sagat yeah. duking it out with, on a, the tel- cover. with a teleporting Dalsum in the middle. Yeah, with secret. Wait, what? If you look, you can faintly see Dalsum is teleporting in between Sagat and Honda. Holy crap. It took me years to notice that, but you're like, that's Dalsum. You're you're not messing with me. No. Right? I will I will bring <laughs> oh, no. it up. I'll bring it up. Uh, what is this? <laughs> what? See his uh he's doing the yoga pose where he's floating. Holy crap. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's so secret that it's like, so faint and you why you really need to look for that. And that's, why it's even there in the first place. I mean, is, the fact that it's Gone unnoticed by me all these years. Uh, uh, it's a little bit of mind blowing, but yeah. Anyway, uh, Street Fighter yeah. Two Turbo so got anyway. me really into yeah. into uh, Street Fighter, and like you know, I devoured the animated series, the movie. Oh, uh, well, the movie has its moments. Oh but, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. But yeah, the movie came out in '94, hot off the success of all this. But mm. I mean, this directly leads to a huge fighting game explosion that happens in the early 90s and the 09 thing's a whole other planet we'll get to later but <laughs> uh but so Street Fighter 2 1991 followed by Street Fighter 2 Champion Edition in 92 
And then Street Fighter Two Turbo Hyper Fighting, and these are all the arcade versions. And those are the songs we'll be playing is the CPS One flowing into the CPS Two versions of that started with Super Street Fighter Two uh, <coughs> New yeah, Challengers. Yeah. yeah, so that's after Hyper Fighting, you get Super Street Fighter Two, which is uh, introduces CPS Two. That's 1993. That's right. And w- what each of these games does is uh, so I'll start with Street Fighter Two 1991. You begin with the classic eight fighters. Mm. You know Ryu, Ken, Honda, Blanca, Dalsim, Chun Li, Zangief. Uh, might have got them all there. I can't remember. <laughs> but uh, and then the four bosses that you couldn't play as M Bison, Sagat, Vega, Balrog. Uh, this is also where Balrog was clearly supposed to be M Bison, a Mike Tyson reference for Mike from Street Fighter One is now Balrog, which means they have to switch all the characters' names except Sagat for the so, bosses. So, so Vega cool. becomes M Bison. Vega is Balrog. So. Gets confusing, so it still confuses us to this so day. So it, it, it becomes <laughs> boxer, claw, dictator, yes. and that is how people know who, who you're talking yeah, about well, when you're talking internationally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's still strange that n- normally over time, localized things like this get smoothed out. Where eventually, you know what? In the U.S., we never got a Final Fantasy four. We went from three to seven, and we're just like, you know what? Forget it. It's just <laughs> it's just seven now. Right, right. And from now on, we're going to call those four and six, and forget it. Two and three, that never happened. <laughs> but this. And Bison Balrog stuff, it's like, no, we're not we're never changing that. Because mm-hmm. yeah. That's it's like too iconic in a way. And now yeah. it's uh, now it's iconic in yeah. its own way. But composed by uh Yokoshi Mamura. Yep. Uh, uh the fa- the one. <laughs> yeah, very very famous uh composer who's referenced her music many times on the show. Um I mean Kingdom Hearts Legend of Mana, yeah. Parasite Eve. The Punisher. <laughs> the she Punisher. did. She did do the Punisher. Yeah. Beat him up, and uh, as well as Isao Abe, who uh, did a few tracks. It looks like. Yeah, uh, verse. He did the uh, verses jingle, Sagat's theme, and the here comes a new challenger jingle. <laughs> jingle. Wow. Uh, but he he's worked on. Uh, he, he's he's been with Capcom for a le- very long time. I think he still is actually. Wow. And uh, he's worked on like Night of. Uh, he did the soundtrack for Night of the Round. Oh. He uh, he did uh, a large part of the. Uh, arrange new ar- CPS two arrangements for Super sure. onwards, along with um, with one, one other composer, and uh, worked on Alpha three as well. Oh, nice. Alpha three soundtrack. <coughs> so yeah, but yeah, rounding out what uh, Street Fighter two did as a game, um, one these distinct characters with special moves, where it's not just the six buttons you see, but they have hidden movements and hidden button combinations, the quarter circle, fireball motion, the show where you can motion, charge back for two seconds, forward like Blanca and Guile. Mm. Um, having these characters with these different abilities and, and personas and these colorful backgrounds and these themes that are tied directly to them, yep. they feel like eight directly controllable, real, exaggerated pro wrestling style fighters, right? <laughs> where they, they feel like these larger than life characters. And being able to play head to head, this was a game that was... Less and less about what's your high score, what's your name, what putting your initials in after something, or did you beat the game and see the ending? It was, no, we came here to play another human being. The goal is human interaction. We're bumping into each other. We're rubbing elbows. We're head-to-head. And absolutely people get in arguments and, and throwing punches and stuff. Like, it was, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was gross out there. But putting the quarter up on the monitor to be like, I got next. Like, mm. things like that. Um, I didn't see that prior to Street Fighter 2, and certainly after a couple of years when you have Mortal Kombat, Killer Instinct, Virtual Fighter, all that stuff's happening within a few years from now. Um, that 
quarter down. I got next. Like that was that's just a you understand the culture here. Thank you, sir. I'm glad you <laughs> noticed that. And people would not take that money. Like there's a row of lights, like three dollars worth of quarters. Everyone, oh, we know that guy put that one there. And there were people like that's not yours. Anyway, oh boy, uh, it, it was fun. And then when someone, I did see one time someone get super salty and just like. Like run their hand across all the quarters lined Yikes. up, and they just go flying into the mall, and it's like, damn, this sucks. <laughs> oh uh, let's get out of here. Uh, but in, in Street Fighter One, you could not mirror match, and I would argue that that phrase did not exist yet because mm. if I pick Guile before you did, you're not Guile. You just can't pick that character. Um, you're locked out of that. Um, and then you could not play the four bosses. You get to Street Fighter Two Champion Edition, which came out in 1982. Uh, you now could play the bosses mm-hmm. um, because they clearly had moves and special moves, and their sprites are already there. So, player data just just add that stuff in. You know, yeah. it's simple. But uh, they they added that a uh, couple of tweaks to the characters, and then Bison. I think as a result of just moving these characters over, Bison was pretty overpowered in Champion oh, Edition. Yeah, he was. <laughs> um, and then you get to Street Fighter Two Turbo Hyper Fighting, or just Hyper Fighting. I forget. Gives Chun Li a projectile. Yeah, Chun Li gains her fireball, although it's reusing a sprite from one of her close fierce attacks. That's right. She yeah. doesn't have the full on Kikoken motion yet. Not yet, yeah. Um, and they also start further further distinguishing Ryu and Ken, where like Ryu's uh, Hurricane Kick hits multiple times, or no, Ken's hits multiple times, whereas right. Ryu's hits once and does a knockdown. That's right. Um, so starting to try to make these characters feel a little more different and. There's also changes to the backgrounds in Turbo where uh, Ryu's castle in the background was daytime and now it's night. Mm. They have new uh, primary colors where Ryu, instead of his white gi, it's this like sky blue. That one's so iconic to me. Yeah, sky blue, I yeah. love that one. <laughs> and then Guile's now these blue fatigues instead of green. Yeah. And you, um, of course you could do a button input to get the yeah. defaults if you wanted to. Um, yeah. But these are all CPS 1 games. And then 1993, you jump to Super Street Fighter 2, the new Challengers, which adds new characters, but also gets CPS 2'd up, where they completely redraw um, character profiles. They redo a lot of the backgrounds, mm. new new frames of animation, a new scoring system that adds things like first attack and tech yeah. throw. I don't remember if tech throws combos. And but it really acknowledging the combo thing... Um, People kind of felt it was a little of a step back because hyper fighting sped things up to a degree. Mm. And then there were some, I believe the impression of super is that it kind of scaled things back in a way that wasn't super favorable for like people who are trying to like really dissect the game and tournament scenes are already a thing at this point. Like people are realizing there's more here than just a game you put money in. Like there's a, a scene, right? You want to be there and be part of that. And when people start getting legitimately good at this, it's like, well, Hey, let's have a tournament and see who's the best. Then Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo after that, 94. 94, yeah. Uh, that kind of brings everything all together, and that to this day is still a game that is still played at a high level. The thing for us to really to talk about the music, and CPS2 means a whole new type of, a new bed of music to pull from because it's a new hardware board. And it introduces Q sound. Q sound, well. yeah. which was this technology in arcades uh, to try to, even though you're in an arcade that's probably loud, or you're in a stereo sound technically. Yeah. yeah, it's trying to get this thing to where if you're facing the machine you'll still experience some kind of like wrapped in sound equivalent or stereo even though there's probably a game right next to you and right. 50 people around you yelling like trying to give you something to feel immersed in the game yeah, like a faux surround sound. Yeah, way, faux yeah. surround sound, yeah. yeah. So what we're going to do for the music is play one loop of the CPS1 version and then flow into the CPS2. 
which is going to take me a minute uh, <laughs> on the, the post production. But I love the CPS one stuff. I me think too. it it oh. kicks so hard. It has much better like percussion and impact, and it just sounds super driving. And reuse theme is. I know we've all heard some of these songs to death, but uh, I think reuse CPS one theme when you really just sit back and man, this is good. And then, uh, so we'll do Ryu, Ken, and Guile's themes, which are just, you know, all iconic. And Ken definitely got to shout out the, like, this is Cheap Tricks, Mighty Wings from Top Gun. Just the first couple. Just seconds. the first couple <laughs> notes, but it's like. Everyone brings that up, and then it's like, well, yeah, and then, then the yeah. Mighty Wings song goes in a completely yeah, other yeah. direction. They, they go different directions, <laughs> yeah. for sure. But it's just this, like, oh, that's unmistakably yeah. what this is. Yeah. Um, but I guess the second Top Gun reference in two episodes is pretty good. <laughs> but then we'll flow into the CPS 2 ones. And the CPS 2 stuff. Just sounds closer to MIDI to me, and it sort of, it, it yeah. doesn't it doesn't hit as well. There's some I still like them, but I just have always loved the CPS one. But I feel like the Giles theme goes with everything meme from like eight nine years ago. Yeah, it wow, it's been that long. It's been a minute. <laughs> um, it yeah, it definitely flows better with the CPS. The CPS two one was the one that kind of blew up, <laughs> uh, and I really lean towards CPS one. But yeah. uh, CPS one and two are also both part of that Street yeah. Fighter two definitive or definitive album that came out from Brave Wave yes. a few years ago, yeah, which yeah, is that an was amazing their, their first generation series. Yeah, album. this yeah. amazing uh, vinyl and CD set that's really lovingly put together. Um, so shout outs to that as well. Yeah. Um, but we'll go into three, these three tracks from Street Fighter 2. This is Ryu, Ken, and Guile's theme from Street Fighter 2.
song. I mean, iconic songs all around. Yeah, uh, I, I I think it's great though. Like. Y- Everyone may have a preference between CPS one and CPS two, but how great is it that both are official in a, in a yeah, sense? Yeah. Like you get two great variations of of a yeah. uh, of such uh, iconic uh, stage stage themes, and um, you're definitely right about CPS one. Just like the snare, just I kept saying it slaps. Um, it's, it's just so, so I always. Th- for the percussion of Street uh, Street Fighter Two, I always think of just the character select. I just mm. love oh, yeah, how yeah. the snare and the toms kick in mm. on character select. It's just so satisfying oh, to yeah. me. So uh, we got that here. Playback. I mean, ah, sounds so good. It's so catchy. I mean, this in- is especially just staring at that screen. It's instantly hooky though. Like, um, and then I I almost feel like when you listen to this music, you're also always thinking about the sound effects going on with it are you hearing the oh yeah or or you know one of one of the characters yelling out their moves uh yeah it's also it it became this pop culture sensation i mean yeah it's still still to this day yeah it was just one of those like right place right time right game like it, it it took over and then when it came to consoles yeah it started all over again yeah being able to play it at home and you would have thought Oh well, if I can buy it on Super Nintendo or later Genesis, like why would I go to the arcade and play? It's like, well, there's usually a version ahead in the arcade. So <laughs> exactly. Yeah. By the time you got Turbo at home, Hyper Fighting Super was out in the arcades, which exactly. meant four new characters. Uh, I w- I just wanted to say that um, I highly recommend uh, Digging in the Carts, which yes. I'm sure many listeners have very good listened to by uh, Nick Dwyer's group, uh, Red Red Bull Music Academy. Uh, they they did all these great featurettes and like and interviews with Yoko Shimomura about the creation of the Street Fighter 2 soundtrack and uh, one one quote I wanted to take from this uh, so Shimomura had said we discussed the idea of rather than character theme songs maybe making background music with the feeling of each country instead for example for India I wouldn't make real Indi- Indian music but I'd make what I imagined Indian music to be like when I suggested that making some kind of world music with a comical taste might be funny they said it was fine, and we went with it. For the music, when you had a third of your energy left and were struggling, I suggested making the music faster and more desperate. And I always really appreciated that in the arcade versions. Yeah. Uh, you would essentially get another variation of the theme that yeah. was more, again, desperate-sounding, yeah. rapid-paced, uh, <coughs> rapid and kind of got your heart beating yeah. uh, as you got uh, closer to knocking out your opponent or, or whatnot. Yeah, so. or you yourself. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And uh yeah, and CPS1 is very like FM s- synthesis yeah sounding uh what you would associate the early 90s game music to sound like. Yeah, like Genesis and early arcade games for exactly. sure. or not even early anymore. Yeah. I was I was just going to mention that um one of the more memorable stories that Shimomura had shared about composing for Street Fighter 2 is how she was in a slump in terms of thinking of the main melody line for Blanca's theme, she had mentioned for Blanca, Blanca's song, the takatantan uh, kind of rhythm came to me really quick. quickly. The rhythm was basically done, but I couldn't think up a melody even late in development. I was anxious that I couldn't make a melody that fit well. So uh, her story was she was on a train. Uh, she was on the morning train heading to work, and uh, she was just thinking, she was anxious about how um, if I don't finish this Blanca song soon, there will be trouble, and I wouldn't make the deadline. So she was standing near the train door, and you can see the rack on the top where you put your luggage when you sit down. There was a yellow-green paper bag on top of that, 
And as soon as she saw it, she thought about Blanca's color, and the melody just came into her head just like that. Was in her head, and she thought, this is it. And so from her walk from the train station to the office, she just kept humming the uh, part, which became known as the Blanca's theme. Mm -hmm. And I I always love finding out those kind of, like, silly moments where like things just click for a composer uh they come they come at you anywhere uh i had mentioned in a previous episode the celeste composer thought of the main theme while they were in the shower so like yeah yeah, it'll just pop out at you and little do you know the huge impact the melodies of this game would make on like on uh players growing up with it so yeah it's pretty incredible i mean and blanca's theme is definitely one that stuck with me blanca was my yes. favorite character uh-huh. as a kid you know i'm 10 years old 1991 walking up to this machine and like you're immediately like what is this game like the, the, <laughs> the sprites are so big and they're they're moving so fluidly and you feel like you're exerting real control over them and they look so sharp and cool mm. and then it's like okay karate guy sumo speedo wrestling man green monster guy here we go uh and like smashing that start button give me that guy and it's like yeah this hulking just beefy barrel chested ape lizard man that's electric also (laughs) and this is the coolest character of all time and then over time he becomes sort of a goofball character um with blanca chan and even in by street fighter 4 and even 3 they alpha 3 they're playing up his more comedic side a little i Mm. think uh but anyway Blanca's always been my favorite character. He's great. Um, so we'll do Blanca's theme, CPS 1 and 2. Uh, Zangief's theme, Zangief. Zangief. Uh, uh, Don't point at me. He's not Polish. <laughs> uh, but uh, CPS 1 and 2. And I love that theme. I love Zangief's theme a lot. I love how many times it, it recurs in the series. And all these songs show up again. And then Sagat's theme as one of the examples of the boss that you would fight. Yeah. Um, I just think Sagat's... I actually really like him. Uh, Balrogs and uh, they're all good, frankly. But there's just something about Sagat's chill. It's a little chiller and a little more regal because he is supposed to be the king and he's yeah. like the disgraced former head villain of the first game. And now he's got an eye patch and a scar and he's been battle damaged from Ryu. So, and the fact that you already know, you kind of have this little bit of lore even too that you put together through the character endings where you know, oh, Sagat has the scar because Ryu in the past game and we're all like there was a Street Fighter 1 what <laughs> and everyone's like putting these pieces together this obscure game no one played yeah. turns out oh that's where that happened that's so cool and then Chun-Li and Guile are out to find him Bison and bring him to justice and all these characters have these motivations and they they're, they crisscross and Ryu and Ken are friends slash rivals mm. and clearly studied with the same teacher because they're the same character in Street Fighter 1 mm. or Street Fighter 2 World and, Warriors and Dalsim carries the skulls, of the skulls of the children, <laughs> the children. <laughs> and like there's just all this stuff, and like uh, it starts laying the groundwork for all these character stories that will matter many, many years from now. Yeah. Um. So, really quick, yeah, Blanca's theme, Zangief, and Sagat.
love the Zangief CPS one so much. I always think of the claps. The claps in, in the beginning of Zangief. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. And uh, yeah, the Sagat. I just love how chill it is. And yeah, I think the CPS two when they're at it, it loses something, but it adds this yeah. extra like layer to it that yeah. I really enjoy. It loses the hand drums, but adds all, all, all kinds of layers to it. Something I lo- love about the CPS two sound is just the that uh, that distorted guitar sound. Mm, yeah. um, I, I can tell that that's the sound that's sampled down for the SNES that was used in like Mega Man X. Oh and yeah, that sort of thing. It's very, very apparent to me. But um, you can't go wrong either way with b- between CPS one and two. Yeah, um, both both great. Yeah, you can I almost feel like you can't have one without the other in yeah. a way. So I do find myself when I, if I'm listening to this, I definitely put on CPS one. Yeah, but uh, I think also part of that though would be. I played more two champion and turbo than I probably mm. played of super and super turbo. Yeah, s- so. kind of a similar story to me as well. But of course, me growing up with the SNES, I didn't truly yeah. experience the amazingness of the arcade soundtracks till far later, mm. and uh, I was floored <laughs> by the, uh, the by the difference there between the 16-bit and the arcade. That moves us into super the Super Street Fighter Two era. By this point, uh, Shimamura wasn't really with the uh, company anymore. But uh, in in her place, uh, Siun Nishigaki and Isao Abe, back from the original CPS One era Street Fighter Two, mm. uh, went on to arrange all the music for uh, for the CPS Two versions, and then also on top of that, added new tracks for the four. Uh, new challengers, yeah, uh, Cami, T Hawk, DJ, and Phelan. Yeah, and uh, I, I was always bummed because I didn't get to check out like the Super Era characters till far later. Like oh. I, I didn't grow up with Super Street Fighter Two as much as I mm. did with like Street Fighter Two Turbo. So. Yeah, and then like I somehow skipped Super to go into Alpha, and it was yeah, it's a very weird story. Uh, like Street I, Fighter I story s- for me. I definitely skipped Super Turbo and mm. went to Alpha because mm. by the by the time I got Super Street Fighter Two, I was like, yeah, I'm probably good for a while. Like mm. I, I was even on the fence about getting Super Street Fighter Two at the time, right. but just the allure of these four new characters, and then. These completely redone character profiles and just the presentation was brand new. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I don't know, man. I'm really kind of. I had this like tournament mode you could set up in the game too, right. where you could actually set the AI to play a tournament. And I remember like being on the road. We traveled a lot, like just driving around. And I remember being in some hotel in like Iowa and had this tiny TV with a handle on it <laughs> that I would bring in the hotel with me to play Street Fighter. Wow. And. I remember putting the Super Nintendo AI just on a like sixteen man bracket to just play <laughs> itself, and I would just sit there and watch as like a for probably thirteen, I guess at this time, just oh, like wow. on a on a screen that had to be like five inches across. Oh man! And I'm just watching, and I'm think I think back to that moment, like what was I doing? Like <laughs> why? What? I remember it's like reading a Game Pro and watching. Oh, this is like peak 1994 right now. Oh, uh, it's incredible. Uh, but I also remember. Hearing Zangief's music, I can't hear it and not picture him, his idol animation, just like the his hands going back right, and forth. Right, like right. they have all these exaggerated poses. And man, I remember in like 91, 92, so this is like 10, 11 years old, when we'd be playing kickball or soccer in PE, when you would both walk up and it's like me and my friend, if we ever got to the, we're on the point position together to like kick the ball first or whatever. And, like, you're supposed to be standing there still, right, like waiting for the coach to whistle and then let you start kicking the ball. 
every time we get up there, we would try to mimic a Street Fighter character, <laughs> and like he would like be doing Zangief, and I'd be doing Blanca's like big breathing with his <laughs> arms going out, and he's doing like Zangief, and or you do the square up like Ryu and Ken. Like man, kids are dumb, and er- everyone <laughs> looking at you was like. This is a Street Fighter thing, yeah. Bunch like, of nerds. Um, I, well, we're young enough then that the nerd thing hasn't started. It was just like, like that game. Right. And then everybody does it. And frankly, we, we may not even been the first people to do it. I just remember us doing that. Oh, that's too funny. Uh, and needless to say, this game was a big part of childhood and adolescence. Uh, and, Indeed. you know, no different than the millions of people who have already said that exact same phrase. Mm. But... Speaking of tur- Super Turbo, um, like you mentioned, it was Kami and Fei Long debuting in Super Street Fighter 2, but Super Turbo added Super Combos, which was a meter yes. at the bottom that you would fill up to do a big elaborate combo with a screen-bursting finish. Yeah. Um, very anime. <laughs> very anime, but then also added uh, Akuma uh, as a, secret as a super secret character that you could unlock, I think, with this elaborate code on the character very select elaborate. screen. I don't think I've ever successfully been able to I've do it. I've <laughs> done it as part of uh, a year or so ago when we were working on the Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection. Oh, right. And yeah. just like, oh, I'm going to do this now. Um, <laughs> and I would suggest, and I'll mention it again in the Street Fighter Alpha episode, we did as part of the marketing for that uh, a series of videos with James Chen to talk about the history of all those series oh, right, it was like yeah, a, yeah. A, 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 a retrospective so i wrote these scripts and worked with james on those scripts to like one i want to write them you know for you to speak to but also feel free to interject your own thoughts uh your own commentary on how the scene was because i was not part of that it was like mm. my my fandom and my appreciation comes from the characters and, and the world and then right. it dove deep with the characters and the music and that's where my fandom is like just entrenched i love yeah. this music so much yeah. and played it to death like everybody else did um, but we did a series of videos, and if you just Google or on YouTube Street Fighter Retrospective, Street Fighter Three Retrospective, Street Fighter Alpha Retrospective, they're among the top results. Uh, so definitely give those a look because they will help walk through not just gameplay changes, but also you know how fighting game players felt about it, uh, how they changed the minute changes from game to game. So we go through all of that. So things like Super Street Fighter Two adding super combos and Akuma. Yeah, I, I also highly recommend. Uh, Polygon did an oral history of Street Fighter yes. 2 way back. I want to say it was like 2012, 2013. That sounds familiar. I might be wrong. It might, it might be a little sooner than that. Uh, but I was floored. Lots of great interviews with past uh, uh, developers and people working in the scene and mm. everything. It's really, really fascinating. Really. Yeah. yeah. It looked like we wanted to play title screen. I, I wanted to include that if we can... Uh, so this is the title theme from New Challengers. Yeah. I, I, I picked this one because... So the the original Street Fighter 2 theme, great hype up. Yeah, we, you know, that we brought the show in the with. The two yeah. characters, you know, one getting punched out or whatever, screen pans up yeah. to the building with Street Fighter 2 logo hype. Yeah. Um, in Super, they just kick it up a notch with this incredible oh, yeah, silhouette yeah, yeah. of Every Ryu you, yeah. facing the screen in, in his stance. Uh, the music playing is just so climactic, and there's thunder, there's lightning, yeah. bright flashes. You you like like very quickly see flashes of Ryu's like uh, visage and whatever, and it just gets into this really uh, built-up moment as he's charging his Hadouken yeah, and, uh, the and then just shoots it at the screen. And, and that's music. that's where the music just whoosh like it, lets out, yeah. and then it pans on this uh, Super Street Fighter Two logo, electrifying lightning all over yeah, the place. Yeah. Every time I see that, I know I say like I get chills a lot, but like legit, like it's such a cool one of the one of the coolest like 
uh, arcade openings. Oh, ever. for sure. I mean, it's getting, and this is like kind of kick. CPS two is like the kickoff of kind of the heyday of amazing sprites in yeah. arcade games, where you would walk up and see this character intro with Ryu, and it had like these layers to it, where you you felt like the the cloth layer on him was separate from the body underneath, yeah. and it was a sprite, but it felt like there was depth and almost a 3D-ness to it, mm. but it was not polygonal. So it's, a, it's an incredible, like, immediate eye-catching, like, yeah. whoa, is that... That's Ryu from Street Fighter. Oh, this is a new Street Fighter yeah. game. Like, that's the purpose of an attract mode, and it's one of the best, and, then, and it's very straightforward. Yeah, and then they uh, they managed to, like, make that work on the console, like the SNES yeah, and Genesis versions, too. which was so cool. Yeah. yeah, and then for Super Turbo, they bid, did basically the same thing, but then there's a quick interstitial with Chun-Li... And then Cammy zips in. Still don't understand the tongue thing. She, she does. sticks out her tongue, <laughs> and it's not in like a playful like nyan yeah. It's it's definitely supposed to be a like sensual thing. You're like, what are you doing? And then uh, as the screen flashes to that super logo, you see Akuma's silhouette, and you're like, ooh, what's going on? Yeah, it's um, pretty cool. But yeah, we'll do uh, these three tracks. Uh, that's the title theme from New Challengers. Super short, but very sweet. short. <laughs> uh, and just imagine like you're hearing like lightning and reuse like posing and. All that. Uh, if you're listening to this show, you almost certainly know what we're talking about. And then after that is Cammy's theme, one of my one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. One Such of the most good one. beautiful Street Fighter tracks. And then Fei Long's theme, also a great one yeah. uh, from Super Street Fighter 2.
I can't not hear those without hearing Fei Long. Wow! <laughs> you should have you should have heard us in, on the back end listening to the title theme of New and Challengers just, yeah. and just making all the electrical sound yeah, effects, adding and the lightning, or and lightning. It's uh, a, it's t- turns out as a track to play, it doesn't work very well. But uh, <laughs> if you could have if you could have seen it, uh, if you could have seen it, uh, love love Cami's theme. And I have to say, it's it's incredible how many times uh, the music has been. Rearranged yeah. and rearranged. We've mentioned before, like obviously you get new arrangements in Alpha and Street Fighter Three, but even Street Fighter Two, all the different ports and variations yeah. across the years. Uh, but SNES, I mean, even the Street Fighter Two SNES and Super Street Fighter Two SNES, yeah, they're different. Are different. Even some some of the Japanese Super Street Fighter Two Super Famicom oh, tracks really? sound different from the American version of this snes super sf2 tracks which is incredible uh and then you have game boy versions you have fm towns has excellent arranged versions towns baby and these were later used in the 3do version as well so uh yeah and then you mentioned and i went and looked this up the sharp x sixty-eight thousand. yes or 680,000 as it is listed. Yeah, what was really fascinating about it is it had different sound modules you could use so you could have like a different sounding MIDI OST mm. for Street Fighter 2 or something else completely different. Yeah. yeah, so I looked up this YouTube video, and this is Guile's theme from that version. Mm. I was blown away. I yeah. love this. Listen to that bass oh, yeah. guitar. It's so good. So this is all, uh, MIDI music on Yamaha PSR E433. On the Sharp. On the Sharp X6. The saxophone? <laughs> I heard this earlier today before we were recording, oh, and I'm man. like, I'm, come on, <laughs> come on. It's really telling when these melodies are so strong that whatever instrumentation you throw at yeah. it, uh, you'll get a really cool, unique twist. Woo. All right, and then I also, just out of pure curiosity, what does the Game Boy one sound like? Could be great. Oh, sounds great. <laughs> DMG, man. It's not the finest moment. <laughs> Still sounds great. But though. let's see. Let's let's get let's get into it. It's about what I would expect Game Boy versions to sound like. Man, Game Boy can do a lot. Uh, you know, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it till the main the main hook here. Oh yeah, here we go. That's, I'm, I'm that's into it. Good, yeah. Uh. Woo! All right. Anyway. Back on that MIDI version, yeah. the Sharp X sixty eight thousand. One of the best YouTube comments on that is, you, oh. you must have six <laughs> audio channels to stand a chance. I saw that and, like <laughs> crack, cracked up. Pretty amazing. Super good. It's unbelievable. Uh, on top of that, when um, oh man, oh uh, Balrog's theme. I'm sorry, Boxer. Boxer. <laughs> I, I'm saving this for later. <laughs> uh, I, I wanted to say uh, when Hyper Street Fighter 2 came out, which yes. was like uh, people associate that with uh, it came as part of the PS2 Xbox yes. uh, Street Fighter uh, anniversary collection. Yep. 2004, I believe. Uh, 2004. I still re- I remember picking that up in the store. Good times. That was my introduction to Third Strike, which was great. Uh, probably me too, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, but what was so cool about that version was uh, in the options, you could cycle between CPS1, CPS2, and the FM Towns soundtracks. But on top of that, because Cami, DJ, Fei Long, and T-Hawk weren't part of the CPS1 generation, 
when you enabled that, they had actually made CPS one yeah, versions I of Cami's w- theme and all that. I was wondering for that version. It was so fascinating. Um, and then on top of that, you had Super Street Fighter Two Turbo HD Remix, which had OC Remix tracks. Overclock Remix getting and in there. And then uh, Ultra Street Fighter Two on the Switch had again new arranged tracks mm. for it. So I yeah. gotta hear this. Oh man, CPS one Cami. Yeah. Oh yes. Those drums. I love it. I love it more than the one I've loved this whole time. <laughs> I probably heard this back then yeah. and wasn't even processing it. I wasn't processing it either. Yeah. Sounds great, though. Man, you hear that energy? Yeah. The the, the hectic nature <laughs> of the CPS-1 soundboard? Woo! <laughs> Man, all right. I'll be here all night. If I um, so, yeah, it's just incredible to see all these arrangements. And it's like, what a blessing. <laughs> yeah, there's just an abundance of Street Fighter. There's an abundance, and everyone has their own story of what they associate or what they prefer and that's fine you know yeah and like you know that we're really scratching the surface even for these like i love balrog's music we didn't even we didn't even play it Um, (laughs) just just to spare every show from being two damn hours long yeah um but yeah that really wraps up our look at street fighter 2 era because that takes us from 91 to 94 Mm -hmm. um well technically 87 to 94 87 94 um, which means coming up next uh, you've got Street Fighter Alpha. So our next episode up, we're going to talk about the Alpha series. Um, yeah. And yeah, taking us out. Uh, well, I guess well, you I, know, ju- I did want to say yeah, uh, Street Fighter Two soundtrack is on Spotify through Brave Wave. Um, I don't know if their CDs and vinyl are still available. Actually, uh, I'm not sure. There could be something, but it, it is out there digitally on Bandcamp and. It uh they did such an incredible job remastering the music on that. It's so it's never sounded crisper or cl- yeah. cl- clearer. Um, uh, you'll be happy that, to know so. I've listened to that Street Fighter Two vinyl many times. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> uh, good times. Um, my name's in there. Your name's in there. <laughs> it's uh yeah. We all like pitched in together, and yeah. like that was one of the things I did on my way out when I left. Uh, in 2015 Mm -hmm. uh, was like getting that rolling and then by the time I you know a year later here it was this amazing package and it's done with pure love and like with blessings of the composers and uh, it's incredible it's good stuff yeah Um, but yeah that's time truly timeless because it's constantly being refreshed uh, and everything you just heard is in Street Fighter 5 in some way (laughs) uh, I'm pretty sure almost all of that because Street Fighter 5 soundtrack is chef chef finger kissy like (laughs) oh it's unbelievably good uh which we'll get to way later uh but again thanks for listening and yeah this this is the like fake out sort of the end but not quite yet uh so get ready for a little more but again vg empire on twitter uh if you want to follow along before we go on our true hiatus uh and then pat i know you you tweet all the time patrick kul uh Check me out. There you go. And we'll go out with the staff role, the CPS-1 staff role from Street Fighter Two, which, which oh is, man. is such a great, like, 80s ending montage like movie. Great, like, just cap on on, yeah. on the uh, on the game. Uh, listening now even gives me lots of feels. It's a, it's a, it's a feel song, for sure, because yeah. it is that we, we, talked, we touched on this... Uh, with that Elemental Master credit staff role oh. that absolutely <laughs> floored me. Um, that I, in a way that I don't know that any 25, 30 year old Genesis game ever will again. But this has that mixture of like, 
hey, we had fun, but it's time to go. Yeah. But man, you know what a great time. We'll always think about this. You know, maybe yeah. some, maybe someday we'll meet again. <laughs> but we don't know. So yeah. just think about, gosh darn it, the good times yeah. we had. And it has all that energy. And on the console one, you would only get this if you cranked the difficulty up to like, I think it went up to nine or ten oh, or yeah. whatever. I could never do it. You had to yeah. beat it over like five or six to trigger this staff roll. If you just beat it on the normal one to get the ending, you would not get the staff yeah. roll. You would say, well, it would tell you, why don't you try a. Congratulations, but why don't you try a harder yeah, difficulty next where the AI time? will straight up cheat and read your <laughs> and inputs, just destroy you forever, yeah. and shatter your dreams. And yeah. Which, as it did for me when I tried to face him Bison on a higher difficulty. Let me let uh, me tell you, uh, um, the one the one like stupid thing I regret is I broke a window because of Street Fighter Two. Oh uh, boy, trying to trying to fight M Bison <laughs> on the hardest difficulty setting, <laughs> just to see if something more would unlock. Right, and right. I get all the way to M Bison, and it's just like. Just shamelessly defeating me over and over again, yeah. and I'm I'm probably uh, you know it's probably like I'm twelve or thirteen or something, right. and I'm getting so mad and not going with intent to break the window, but just kind of like going over there to like uh, like gosh darn it and trying to like punch the frame or something, and I bonk oh goody, <laughs> um, so learn my lesson for that. Oh boy, never never did that again. <laughs> Um, sometimes you got to make those mistakes, you know. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll say the CPS two staff roll also sounds also great. good, also good. But uh, I, I we wanted l- to go with the classic. Yeah, sure. I do like the CPS two one. Yeah. I I have a very hard time telling if it's a different song or if it's just the same song, right? Because it's it feels so different. Yeah, it it feels very very different. But then you realize, oh, it is the the. And I same swear melody, to God, yeah. it's the same song. But yeah. I would go. I have like two files open. And I'm like playing. Uh huh. Play it. This does not sound like the same yeah. song. It's it's just so. But then it hits you after, after yeah. a moment. They're yeah. just so. They're they're both so well done. It's incredible. Um, that'll wrap up Street Fighter Two. Thanks for listening. VGEmpire.com. We'll see you next time.